The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to Sisters Grim Podcast. How'd you do this? Show you. Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. Today it's Morgan over here. And tomorrow it's Holly over here. (laughs) I just thought you were going to say it's Holly over there. Yeah. And what the fuck did I just watch? So we decided, well, so we, so because we're doing an episode a week for October, which we should just be doing anyways, but anyways, so since we're doing an episode a week for October, we're trying to specifically get really good ones in there, and so I don't want to give away what we're doing next week, but we were going to do it this week, and it was kind of a lot of work to do in a week, so we decided... It was like physically impossible too because we had to watch and and because we aren't going to be together after pretty much today. We're breaking up. No, but um, we decided to do a director's uh, edition of the podcast, which we haven't done kind of in a while since either Eli or Wes. Yeah, one of the two, and we've only done. And speaking of Eli Roth. His TV show on AMC is coming back, The History of Horror, season two. And additionally, it has like a companion podcast. And I was listening to the episode of Ari Aster this morning, which is what gave me the idea for Holly and I to do Ari Aster. He has such a more magical name than how he looks. Um, that's mean. (laughs) I'm, is it? He just, he looks like his name should be Greg, but it's like... He sounds like a Harry Potter character. You know what's really weird to me as I was listening to him in the podcast this morning? I realized he has the same like cadence and voice as Lee Winnell, but he just he doesn't have an Australian accent. <laughs> That's very interesting. Like they give me very similar vibes as like white men. Okay. I you get know? that. With glasses. With glasses. With glasses. Totally. So, yeah. So, um, Ari Aster, Holly and I are both obsessed with the movie Midsummer. Yeah, we've seen it a billion times. That's what I was for Halloween last year. Check out Morgan's TikTok. I was going to say, if you follow me on TikTok, <laughs> then you know that um, I did that. Uh, but hang on a second. I'm pulling something up. And God. you also just... Well, no, yeah. I guess that went hand in hand with your Halloween costume. The fact that you made... Uh, um, crown, like the flower crown. Oh yeah, well that was fun. We did that in Door County. Actually, you made a you made an actual Maypole. Remember, of. kind of. We bought a bunch of like um, flowers and like twine and like le- like just greenery uh, from Hobby Lobby. Was it Hobby Lobby? Don't support Hobby Lobby. <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it was Joanne. I think it was Michael's. No, you're right. It was Joanne Fabric. I think it was Joanne Fabric. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so Ari Aster is a New York boy. Yep. Uh, he 
graduated from the Santa Fe University of Art and Design, and we just recently watched his... Um, short films. Well, all of his short films, but his uh, thesis film. Yeah, which is called um, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. I had seen... Which now I realize is a, definitely a, a good name for it. Yeah, they're pretty strange. Mm-hmm. Mostly just the sun. So I had seen this before and i didn't know it was ariaster at the time and oh yeah because holly was like i've seen this and i was like of course you have i actually had that thought when i was like looking into all of his shorts i was like i bet holly's seen all of these so i'm glad you'd only seen the one well yeah well and because the one is so messed up i probably like searched messed up short films or something and that was his first like real i mean at least probably his first like real directorial thing but i mean like probably for me as someone who went to film school it is crazy to me that he was able to make that movie in film school yeah let's just say that this movie the thing that's strange about them is the incestuous tones dude so basically you can go watch this if you want we're not going to explain it they're short so it'd be like weird we can give the plot like the imdb summary is literally just like a a family that has an issue with this incest and you we'll just leave it at that yeah. You don't know who's do who who's perpetrating what. So, that's open to the imagination. But yeah, so anyways, that's that's that one and that one came out in 2011. Um and then after that was called TDF really works. This and one the- I regret even watching. I'm not going to lie when I say this. I love our Ariaster's, you know, most recent two projects his actual like feature the films. only two feature fil- the only movies he's actually ever made directed yeah but these shorts are um there there are things that i wish i could get my time back <laughs> and they're short but they're weird and this one was only two minutes long it's basically like yeah an infomercial at least this one was short, but i hate it like it's basically they take a um one of those things that you use on a baby to like clean out their nose um yeah it was like a one of those like booger suckers yeah and then that you put it in your dick and blow her into it so that your dick can fart it was so strange and it was it hurt me and i don't have a dick yeah i hated it i it was only two minutes long that was weird um and then the next one was Bo, and it had the same dude as the same actor who was in his first short is also Pretty and much this the one old. made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It was a it was guy. So weird. He had mouse traps everywhere, and there were mice everywhere. But then, then also he thought possums. someone was trying to break. It. So someone apparently he was trying to leave. I think to like go see his mom, and then he couldn't because as he was leaving, someone stole his his wallet and his keys. Yeah. And so because he didn't have his keys, he couldn't leave his house, and he kept thinking people were going to break in. And so and then, then someone he sets up these does. really weird, like, Home Alone-esque type devices. And then it just ends. This is how all of the move. The, and then there's the that really weird scene in the hallway when he's looking out the hallway and that girl yells something really homophobic at him for no reason, literally, at and all. And then there's, like, a part at the very end where it's, like, he's talking to someone on the phone and then they, like, show the person he's talking to and it was, like, a bear question mark? So weird. It was so weird. But uh, as I was listening to that interview, he said, like, a lot of the stuff that he made, especially in film school, but even still with Midsummer and with Hereditary, he said that he likes making stuff that that shouldn't be out there. (laughs) Like, that people are literally like, what the fuck? I 
completely agree with these movies. So the fourth one he made um, was called Munchausen, and that one yeah. it was a silent film, and it had yeah, that was kind of interesting. It had Holly from Die Hard in it. Yeah, yeah. It had, it had the little boy from Series of yeah, Unfortunate Liam Events, Atkins or whatever, and then the girl from The Marvelous Miss Maisel, mm-hmm. and it was silent. Yeah, the whole film was just like music, but like you know, and it acting. Was, it, it was. Um, it seemed like a timepiece. Like it definitely took place maybe in like the fifties or sixties. I think it was supposed to seem like it yeah. took place then, but I don't think it actually did. Yeah, because they had monitored things. But I got that vibe too. Um, and it was supposed to be like really color centered because I had to read about that one because I was oh, okay. so confused by the end. Um, but yeah, it's basically just a mother going through losing her son to like it's, school. It's basically like her like first like it's like the movie for seeing what that. could have what could be hap- what it's gonna happen if he leaves. Like he's gonna get engaged, he's gonna meet a girl, and she's gonna lose him. So she decides to, to do something about it. And basically, it's called if Munchausen. you know what Munchausen's is, I mean, technically it was Munchausen's by proxy, but, but it's like whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's like whatever. It definitely at the beginning had similar like l- a similar look to Midsummer, um, like the opening, the uh, saturation on that it, too, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it gave me Toy Story vibes when he yeah like was, Pixar like, vibes like and, you said because like, it was really colorful and like I was reading that it is kind of supposed to be like up. Um, so moving along, there's. Yeah, you said that already. I know. I was just saying it again. Um. So the next one's called Basically, and it also has the actress Loved this one. from um, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And yeah, the girl who plays The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Just a girl talking to the screen, and it's just kind of like a comment, social commentary on... Like rich, like influencer-y kind of girls. Kind of, and, her, and like she kind of self-reflects. It's good. I actually really liked it. That was maybe my favorite of all of the short films, or at least it was one that I would watch again out of all of them. Other, I would not watch any of the other ones again. I would watch that. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, same. Same. Because the next one... Oh, the next one was the worst. The Turtle's Head was probably my least It was favorite. disgusting, and I don't even want to talk about it. No. Think of the movie... A lot of thin- his movies have very, like... Phallic? themes themes just like uh boys who are messed up in the head (laughs) and lots of family issues also not in this one but um i'll just say with this movie he get it's like a detective and he gets a mysterious disease and think of the movie thinner by it's based on the story by stephen king uh but a dick yeah so then we get to his last um short film yeah called c'est la vie yeah and okay, I don't know if it, if you remember this sketch. It's a whitest kids you know sketch, and it's Zach, mm-hmm. and he's like covered in garbage, and he's like yelling directly at the camera, and he's like, "Me and my family live in a pile of garbage." <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what this reminded me. Okay, yeah, because it's basically the same thing as the um, basically. basically. It's basically the same thing as basically. It's basically the same thing as basically, and it's also very much like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Yeah, well, he's, like, scruffy. So it's, like, this homeless guy, and he starts out, I don't know. It's very... I and liked it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I liked it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. The two, like, talk-to-camera ones are the only ones that I really like. Yeah, agreed. The ones, yeah. What's uh, that called? Is that called something? We should know. I think it has should. a name. I think it's called... Well, it's definitely called Breaking the Fourth Wall. 
Well, yeah, it's like the epitome of breaking the fourth wall. Is it like straight? Is it Uh, straight to camera? What is that? Tableau? Oh, a tableau. Tableau, girl. Yeah, yeah, they're tableaus. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are his his body of short films. Right. Which I think he's pretty young. I mean, he is what? He's thirty four. So, oh, so what's cool about him is that like he's already this noteworthy that we're like that like people are really talking about him and really noticing him and he only has two movies out. Yeah, and they're both rated and they're both really, really good. High. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, both of them. One is like I think, I think Hereditary did better, and I think they're both in the eighties. But honestly, to be completely frank with you, Frank Gallagher with mm-hmm. you, um. Rotten Tomatoes really steered me wrong. Not to like go off on a little tangent. With what? Um, so I watched the movie, um, the honeymoon phase, and okay, uh, so this has nothing to do with Ari Aster. No, this just has to do. This is just my beef. Okay, my beef with Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I have one. Um, yeah, I have multiple now that I think about it, and so I'm trying not to rely on them as much. But however, so this movie, the honeymoon phase, they gave it like I think a one hundred. Or Jeez. like in the not in the nineties somewhere, Hi. and and it was not. I mean, it was interesting. It was basically like this couple um, pretend to be like newlyweds so that they can take part of this like science experiment. Okay, but it was really really bad, and it <laughs> had a lot of plot holes, mm. and it wasn't good. And it got a really good rating. And then like right at the beginning of quarantine. The movie called The Hunt with like Hillary Swank came out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like uh, promotional ads. Yeah, yeah, and it did really, really poorly. But on, you thought it was really, really good. But I watched it and I thought it was so good. Love that. It was so good. It had several slaps. I mean, I opinions say. are like assholes. And when it comes to horror movies or thrillers or whatever the fuck you want to call them, it's very. I mean. It was just very The opinions of, like, people who maybe that's not, like, what they go for, they don't mean a ton to Well, me. whenever the antagonist is, like, the liberal elite, I always find that to be interesting. Kind of like in Get Out, like, yeah. how those parents, like, how, because you think, they think that they're doing the right thing, but really they're, like, doing, like, these terrible things also. But that's, like, a, a different spectrum of, like, that's getting way off topic of what we're talking about i know but it's fine who cares okay so anyways that's my i'm done i mean i have other beef with rotten tomatoes too but so anyways back to so let's talk about uh hereditary let's talk about it so i really really liked hereditary however it is not a movie that i think i could watch over and over the way that i can with midsummer um yeah i it is much more bleak. It is. I mean, way... it is really not. Not to say Midsummer is not really, really fucked up and sad, but there's so much like, like I guess just like the 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 visuals are just so uplifting that it's it just doesn't come off as you know. You just mean like the pretty flowers and everything because literally there's some visuals in Midsummer that are pretty jarring. You know what I mean? Like the most jarring. Would you consider, um, I mean, I guess we can just kind of put them up against one another, but, like, do you think Hereditary 
Which do you think is a gorier movie? Because hmm. I would say Midsummer by a landslide. I also kind of don't remember the ending of Hereditary. Oh, well, then that's probably why you don't think it's super fucked up and gory. Well, I... Because uh, the ending is where pretty much everything happens. I mean, obviously, there's, like, the huge... So, Hereditary is basically the story... So, Tony Collette, her mother has just recently died. And so, the, the movie pretty much starts right after the funeral, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And so she is starting to go to like grieving like meetings, like kind of like AA, but with like family, like people who have lost others. Yeah, those are coming. She's also like an artist. Remember, she makes those little like dollhouses. Oh, yeah. The dollhouses. Yeah. Don't the dollhouses kind of reflect what's going on in she, the movie. Yeah, they're very much so like symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically the movie starts with the little girl, the daughter. And she's a little strange. She always she's goes. like outcasty. She does that a lot, which I hate, so don't do it anymore. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So anyways. So basically her brother feels bad and he goes to a party and Basically, the big thing that happens is you find out she is allergic to peanuts and she eats something that has a lot of peanuts in it. So she's at the party with her brother and then they leave to he's basically trying to like rush her to the hospital because she literally cannot breathe. And while they're driving there on this kind of like dark, desolate road, she's like trying to get air. So she sticks her head out the window and she gets decapitated by like a light fixture. It was by a like telephone pole. Yeah, yeah, telephone pole. Yeah, lots of and that just kind of removal. sets the tone for the rest of the movie because that happens pretty early on. Yeah, he was saying that she's kind of like the Janet Lee of the movie. Okay, like where you think with- she's probably going to be like the main whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then a lot of misdirect. I definitely did not see it coming when I watched that movie. No, I didn't see that part no. coming either. And so then, like, obviously the family is just, like, grieving. grieving. The brother feels really, really guilty because he feels like it's completely his fault. Yeah. And he starts having, like, really crazy nightmares and hearing the... Yeah, that fucking noise. As does Tony Collette's character. So kind of people start thinking that they're going, you know, a little crazy. Yeah, the mom definitely, they think that. And the, and the son, too. Yeah. But so and then the the dad he's kind of he's always on the sun side throughout it he's like one of those guys who doesn't really listen to his wife when she tells him right things are happening and like it's just really it's really it's really fucked up movie and again like has themes of like family like family issues the cult stuff happens right at the end, though. Like, you really don't even know that that's happening until the very end of the movie. But honestly, after Whereas with Midsummer, it's like, oh, this is a fucking cult. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, literally, the friend in the beginning is like, I'm going to take you to my childhood cult. Yeah, basically. But, no, I, like... when After watching this movie, the theme of, like... Like, every movie I watched after that, it was like, oh, and by the way, it's a cult. Like, it was just... Yeah, culty stuff like, is definitely having a, a real cult. moment. Or at least it was around that time. Well, we watched, not again to get off on a tangent on another movie, but we watched the movie The Spiral. Oh, yeah, but we already talked about that, didn't we? No. Oh, I thought we did. It was really bad. It was bad and had so many I think we talked about it last episode. I don't think so, because we, I don't remember. Maybe you're right. But, um. It was bad, but culty. Yeah, and it just had some random cult shit slapped in the end. 
randomly in there. And so, like, um, yeah, there's, like, also that thing in this movie with, like, sticks and, like, bodily viscera. Yeah. It's just, it's, his movies just make you feel very uncomfortable, very, the music is also always, like, very chilling. We just pause, basically, so that, and I watched, we watched, like, just the ending, and I had to turn it down because the music is very jarring. Yeah, it's meant to be that way. It's supposed to make you feel v uncomfortable. And you know what? He does it. He nailed it. He does it. He nailed it. So the real craziness of this movie happens pretty much at the end. The last like what like ten minutes of this movie are fucking crazy. So literally, the dad gets set on fire. Literally gets set on fire. Straight up on fire. And and Tony Collette is so fucking good in this movie. She is fucking batshit crazy in she, this movie. Her eyes. Yeah, this is a whole spoiler alert. We'll have to mention. Well, that, that. duh. We're not gonna do these movies without probably spoiling them. Otherwise, why are we even really doing? Yeah, we this? can't talk about them unless we spoil them. Right. Duh, Holly. Duh. In some ways, you have to just kind of right. do it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There's a creepy crawly on the ce- yeah, ceiling. Yeah, she like crawls on the ceiling and then oh, she it's like uses an like. She floats. I don't know, some kind of a wire, and she cuts her own head off, decapitates herself. The sun is like a god. Yeah. So, like, all of this happened so that he could. The cult be... really is not even explained. So, I feel and like diving super deep that... into it isn't even like. Well, we can try to, you know, pick, like, tear it Decipher apart. it? I don't know if it's meant to be deciphered. I don't know if it's decipherable. I'm sure it is. So all those random people so basically popped up into their backyard for no fucking yeah. reason? Yeah. All of a sudden, they have this treehouse in their backyard, and... Well, the treehouse has been there. Right. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes in there another time and sees... Nope, that was another movie with weird stick things. Yeah. Never mind. Man, that is a really reoccurring theme. Hereditary's fucking crazy, and it's also on um, Prime. Yeah, it is on Prime, along with... Midsummer, Midsummer which, which we'll get into next. now. So... Hereditary came out in 2018 and Midsummer came out last year in 2019. And I just remember the reason I even watched Hereditary is because I was super excited for Midsummer to come out because we are very Swedish. So we obviously like see, you know, Midsummer stuff and it makes us feel quite like interested. Yeah, we, our family was not part of a cult. No, but like the vibes generally of it. So it it's this pretty. movie is really messed up, especially how it starts. So Danny, the main character, played by Florence Pugh, who we love. I love. I know. We we were wondering if maybe she's the reason why we like this movie so much. I know, because she's just so good in it. Sometimes I do think that she is the reason that I really like this movie, but I also, I just like, I like everything about it, kind of. I think this movie, although after going back and the, maybe this movie isn't as gory as Hereditary. Um, I honestly, I would say they're pretty even, kind of, in in my opinion, as far as, like, I don't think either of them are super gory. I think they're way more psychologically fucked up. Well, it's, like, the gory parts are, like, when the little girl gets, like, decapitated, you don't see that fucking coming at all. And, like, this, well, I guess, well, spoiler alert, obviously, we're talking about it. I mean, when I was watching it for the first time, you, like, have a suspicion, like, when it's the old people and they're like about to yeah we'll get to that so so basically the movie starts out with danny and she is dating this kind of fuck boy named christian who no his name's christian 
There is somebody named Josh, though, in the movie. There is someone. Oh, yeah, that's the other guy. Yeah. Um, so he's the guy from The Happy Place. Yeah, I think that's what that show is called. Yeah. So she is just recently lost her whole family because her sister killed herself and her parents by carbon in monoxide. Like the very beginning part of the movie. In the very happens. beginning of the it's movie, this really, happens. Yeah, it's really. really and so then happened. that happens, and then the rest of the movie is supposed to take place basically six months later because the opening of the movie is super duper snowy, but then once they're about to leave for midsummer, it's obviously summertime. True. So it's about six months after her family dies that they go on this trip. This is definitely a movie for like academic people. Yeah. Because I mean, they're all like, like you know, rude. talking about their theses because they're all in uh, graduate school. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all doing their theses. And then one of them has like Josh specifically. He wants to do his thesis on the. Like they're they're all anthropologists. Yeah, they're anthropology even the majors. Dumb one. I know. Yeah, the one friend, I can't even think of his name right now, but he's the one who's in, like, uh, Meet the Millers and those Maze Trial movies. Oh, and uh, Bannersnatch. And Bannersnatch, yeah, that guy. Um, The one who was, he was supposed to be Pennywise before uh, Bill Skarsgård got the role, actually. I can see it, but I'm glad they went with Bill. Yeah. So, yeah, he kind of doesn't make sense to be there, because, like, the rest of them are all a little just more thoughtful. It almost just doesn't make sense that he's even one of their friends. Mm, Yeah. He's, like, one of their friends that they met freshman year. Right. And, like, he's a dick. He shouldn't be there. He's very out of place. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of the point of his character is to be, like, the complete opposite. Like, he's... Because, I mean, so they have, like, um... There was, like, a foreign exchange student program or something. I don't know. But this other dude comes over. No, I think he was just studying in in America. America. I think a lot of people in other countries want to come to America to study. Well, that's a really... That's a long Pele. Right? That's not his name? Pele. That's a really long con for him, though. Well, I think that's kind of just what they do. They bring people in. And so that's why they let people leave, because they know they'll bring people back. So they let him go. He wants to probably get a really good education. I don't think he is only going to get people. I'm sure that is, like, a big reason why he's going. do you think... Okay. So you don't think that he brought them there for them to die? No, I do think he did. But, I, but think I don't think that's the only her. reason he went to America. You well, he, he definitely is the most excited for her to go, it seems. Well, and spoiler alert, they like kind of end up together in the very end. Presumably, We're pretty sure, yeah. Presumably they end up together. Ariaster said that it was it's kind of supposed to be like the 80s like movies where like the girl is always like wanting the like the popular guy, but then she realizes that she actually doesn't need the popular guy. She needs the other guy. Oh, so because Chris- some kind Christian of or Christian, as she calls him, is just such a piece of shit. He basically is like in the middle of wanting to break up with her when her whole family dies, and then he can't because her whole family just died. Right. So he's like, he's definitely like one foot in, one foot all the way out. And very much so. Like, he forgets her birthday, but Pele doesn't. Yeah, because Pele's like, yo, dude, you need to fucking remember. Can we talk about, like, their living situations? Or their sleeping quarters, rather? That is just a large barn with a bunch of beds? So that's for everyone under the age of, like, 30-something. Because they say that they live their lives in cycles. Right, which is why at 72, they is the jump off the cliff cycle. Right, so basically, like, I think you're adolescent until you're probably, like, 18, and then 18 to, like, 30, you're, like, a working person, and then I think you become, like, in the high, like, pre-
priestess, like if you yeah. get older, and then yeah, they seemed very respected. They aren't totally evil, but no. they definitely because they're not are. They don't force. <laughs> they definitely are because they definitely do some shady stuff. But I wonder if it's because because like the one friend because they kind of make it happen to themselves or mm. maybe I shouldn't victim blame. So I don't think they well, do the one because friend, they specifically need all the people that they kill. Remember? Cause that they even true. have to use some of their own people at the end for the ritual that happens. That is true. So then that, that's kind of weird then that like you just happened to like be in America and then found a group of friends and then was like, Hey, I might as well bring them back. But then maybe he fell in love with her and knew that she was... Because they did shitty things. No, because there was no way to know she was going to be the May Queen. She just happens to be the May Queen. That she is just true wins. because she doesn't... All right, because there's a part where they have to go around the Maypole. But I, what I'm trying to say in justifying the other people's deaths, at least for giving the cult a reason to kill them, the one... And dude, everyone's very willing to die in well, this cult. Except we don't see the one dude die. The annoying one, but he like desecrates like well, a he very gets his face cut off because you see his face on that one guy. And he's vaping, and so that's why they definitely punish him. And then the <laughs> other dude who like gets like butterflied or whatever. That is one of the. There's that, and then there's the bear scene at the end, and that shit is just really fucked up. Over the- and also the sex scene as well. So there's a young girl who, assumedly, is the most. The youngest girl to have gotten her period. So she's like the ripest berry, if you will, which gross. is really she's gross. She's probably to say. 12 to 14 years old. She's the could actress be like 15. Is 18. The actress is the 18. The actress is 18 because she's obviously naked in the movie. But like she's probably supposed to be like 15 years old. Let's hope. And so she likes Christian, aka Danny's like. Which dude. I don't know why. Well, she doesn't. She, she picks him. She doesn't I don't know. like. She likes him. For what she wants to do. She thinks he's the most like masculine. Because that's what they want. They want the most. Sorry. They want the most like manliest man I guess. Which is I don't even know what the fuck. Which is probably what does why that they even put him mean? in the bear thing at the end. Because bears are considered oh, like big and strong. I didn't think about that. Well but then I was also thinking the one friend. Um, who gets the butterfly wings? He's thing. the British one. So the one, his one friend, who is also one of the people who ends up giving himself to be burned at the end, goes to England for school, and so he brings back two British people, the couple. Oh right, yeah. Who's? Uh, how does the one guy die? Because they have like sacred text. And he goes to take pictures of it, and he wasn't supposed to do and that. So they kill him. They kill. But him. I think they were going to kill him anyway. That's just when they did. Okay. Okay, so you think, yeah, that they were going to kill mm-hmm. all of them, but do you think that Flor- or I don't Danny think they needed- saved herself? Because yeah, she saved she herself. Became- literally, that is what happened. That's why they had to give two of their people. Because she literally saves herself by being the May Queen, so she can't die. So they normally would have given up normally just one person. Well, and I think a big reason that um, Pele to- is like, I'm so glad you're coming, is because he's like, you don't have a family, so I can make this your family. Oh, that's kind of like the main, that's the whole thing about it. It's crazy. They they kept the one person alive that didn't have family. But because they wanted her to join. They maybe would have wanted all of them to join if they were 
right for it. Just food for thought, like putting yourself in Danny's mind post midsummer. Mm-hmm. Now she is the May Queen. Right. Do you think, well, first of all, do you think there's telephones and ways for them to communicate with like the rest yeah, of the Yeah, you see them world? using phones and stuff. Okay. Do you think she alerts I her think they travel do modern friends? stuff, but I think they're also Parents. just very no. No, I don't think so. I I mean, who knows? And they don't tell and they probably don't tell them is... where they go. Like anyone where they're going. Probably not exactly. I mean, like he barely was going to tell her that he was going somewhere. Right. But I mean, presumably there would be people like looking for them. I know I'm like looking too far into yeah, this. I'm bit. just trying to think. But that could I mean, obviously I don't want there to be a sequel for this movie, but potentially No, but it I could cannot wait for whatever people... his next movie is. Unless it is anything like his short films, in which case, yeah, then no, um, no bueno, no, um, no, no thanks. Unless they're the ones where, because I actually I like movies where people break the fourth wall. I if if, if, if it can do be done blows. really well, like I know he is so fucking canceled, you guys. But like Kevin Spacey in the first season of House of Cards, I mean, he could just do that very well. He was good at that, but he's also good at being a piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. So I'm not saying like woohoo, right. but I'm just saying like that was a good example good. of that. So yeah, so the thing about Ariaster is like this is a very um, premature episode, as I'm sure he's going to have a big full body of work ahead of him, or which I'm very excited about. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, no one's making movies right now because of you know COVID and shit. They should but, um, all, just all movies American should be listeners. like that movie, ho- uh, The Host. I hope you're all seeing what's happening with our president and knowing that he is kind of a piece of shit. And I hope you're all registered to vote. Not kind of a and piece of shit. And I hope you're all going out and shit. voting for, specifically, Joe Biden. I'm not telling you what to do, but I am saying that uh, yeah. we endorse Joe Biden on this podcast. I mean, you guys have all seen the TikTok where he's putting on the mask, right? Holy oh, my God. Wah-wah-wee-wah. Yeah. So, um, please like... I don't know if you can like us on on uh you can like you us somewhere. Like us, like um, us somewhere. Please rate and review uh our podcast on Apple iTunes. Pa- iTunes. <laughs> on Apple iTunes. Can you tell we don't do this very much? Well, we're gonna start. Yeah. We're gonna get better. So at the please purpose. leave reviews because that actually helps uh, other people to find out about our podcast because that's the way the algorithm works, y'all, or something. It like is that. all about the algorithm. Um, algorithm. Follow us individually on Instagram at Morgan D. Freeberg. Holly Cheeseburger. (laughs) Holly Cheeseburger. I'm Holly Cheeseburger on Instagram and TikTok, and the TikTok's really the only one that matters. And we're the Sisters Grim Podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Goodbye.